Hi everyone, greetings for the day. And uh, last in the last episode, we told you as to how we can use astrology much better in our lives and the reasons behind it. We had given many examples. Uh, today, in today's session, we bring you the real facts and the real logics, uh, which you might know, you might have uh, observed, you might have missed out. Nevertheless, these are going to give you a great idea about the ingenuity of the science of this divine science and why we term it as a science okay having said this a very warm welcome to everybody from edu astro and we have deepak and kabir today again uh, presenting you with some great facts hi deepak how are you doing today hi kabir i'm doing very well and thanks for the warm intro again it's, it's great to, great to be back on this podcast i have been looking forward to get back on this and uh, for the benefit of all the viewers and the listeners, what you are hearing or viewing, we generally term it in a manner that this is a discussion available on video and podcast both. So uh, we will take this discussion further. And uh, before we move further, there is a very important aspect which I wanted to cover. See, uh, Deepak, in today's lives, we hear astrology as a term very much, yeah. right? And many yes. people who are you know, watching the video or listening to the podcast at this point of time, they know astrology, 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 right? But if you look at it, from where did astrology come into being? It came into being from the Vedas and from the Vedas, it translated into different forms and shapes and different streams, right? But if you look at astrology, astro is the astral frame of things of this universe logic logos means science. Science. yes logos yeah yeah right now yeah. look at the difference between the vedas and when we start translating these things into our own understanding yeah. our vedas never said astrology as astrology they always said yes. this is jyotish jyotish yes. ish is my own self inside me and Jyoti is the light. The light. light. The enlightenment. Yes. The light. Yes. Right. So, and this, this is kind of is exactly what we discussed in the previous episode. In the previous episode. Correct. So, this science is actually meant to enlighten ourselves and improve our ways of life. And thus, it is called Jyotish. And here, I would really want your inputs because we have had some interesting discussions on this. Right. Yes. Can you take our viewers and listeners through uh, the Jyotish Shastram, what it means and how we can understand it much further? Sure, Kabir. So, good that you brought this topic out of Jyotish Shastram, right? Again, uh, Jyotish, we described what Jyotish is. And Shastram, as you know, it is science. So, we always think that there are certain celestial objects that have been studied and people just think that, you know, there are certain planets and there's, there is an effect on people. But astrology is actually an extension of what astronomy is. Astronomy is the science of celestial objects, right? Astrology is one spe step ahead of it. It is study of certain celestial objects that have a profound effect on us. Yeah. Right? 
So as you mentioned, this was, you know, mentioned by our sages in Vedas in different forms. It was always encrypted. Okay. Yeah. So sages used to discuss nakshatras and uh, in different forms. So nakshatras were represented in, in forms of the deities, in forms of objects that it represented. Those were mentioned in the Vedas, both in Rig Veda and Yajur Veda, if you see. And right. at the same time, if you look at the meaning of the word nakshatram in yes. today's world, if you can tell about that, because our people, our viewers and listeners would be really able to understand a bit more that what does actually yeah. nakshatram mean? Yeah. So nakshatram, the word nakshatram is actually a Sanskrit word. See, if in Sanskrit, it actually means an object with that has little or no movement. Okay, Super. that has little or no movement. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in Sanskrit, every object was named based on its properties. There is always a logic behind it, right? Yeah. So, uh, if you if you take our famous astronomers Aryabhatta and Bhaskara. Our younger generation used to think that they were just two people who, few people who wore saffron and were talking rubbish around it. It's not yeah. true. They, they had profound knowledge about things. And our sages have imparted us knowledge about these nakshatras, this 27, 27 nakshatras in, uh, you know, in forms of the properties of each nakshatra. Right. Right. And here so, I would like to add one thing. You know, when we when you said, you know, Rangshatram means the objects which have little or no movement. Got it. Now, imagine anybody who is listening to us or watching this show, uh, this discussion, they might be thinking that how can something not move when it is in the realm of the universe? Yeah. Right? Because everything in the universe is moving. It is not constant. It has been proved astronomically by the biggest telescopes which we have. It is correct. What it means here is that according to our theory of relativity, standing on the earth, the yeah. vision which we have for that asterism is, yes. you know, shows us that it has extremely little or really mm. no movement. That's yes. it. That yes. is how we need to understand. Yeah. Got it? Go ahead. Yeah. We were talking about Aryabhatta and Bhaskara, yeah. gave us zero. Yeah. So uh, the discussion, the knowledge about these nakshatras were given in different forms, right? So if you have these 27 nakshatras, so each nakshatra, uh, for example, you if you take certain nakshatras, right? You have Dhanishtha, you have Jeshtha, right? Yeah. Uh, there is an asterism which is represented by Dhanishtha. Okay. Correct. It is called the Delphinus, Delphinus, right? Yeah. They said, they described Dhanishtha as uh, with a deity called Ashtavasus. Okay. If you closely yes. observe Delphinus asterism, it is a combination of eight stars. Correct. Yeah. It was always encrypted. They, they, they described eight stars and it was in a form of dolphin. They, yes. It, it's a, it's in a form of dolphin. Okay. So people born in this nakshatra possess the properties of dolphins, like dolphins. If you actually observe them, they're actually very happy 
and they actually right. move in a very rhythmic pattern right very rhythmic pattern if you see dhanishta people think it is dhan plus ishta in sanskrit dhan also meant the rhythm correct and this is one of the most important secrets of dhanishta nakshatra if you look at dhanishta guys people they have an extreme great sense of rhythm and when we say dhanishta people either you have your moon in dhanishta or you have your lagna lord in dhanishta ascendant lord or your ascendant is in dhanishta or your sun is in yes. dhanishta right these yes. are the four yes. main main things they will have a fantastic sense of rhythms one such example jimmy hendrix oh yes yeah the, the world famous guitarist he had a very yeah. prominent dhanishta yeah now that is one example let's come up to jeshtha right jeshtha in sanskrit it means elder or older correct okay yeah so the modern name of uh, uh jeshtha is antares hmm. okay when you closely uh, through major telescopes when antares was observed they have found that the size of antares is so huge that if it can replace sun in our solar system it would expand up till mars okay that 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 huge it is like sun that, is very tiny from that that means sun mercury venus earth yes, all earth. yeah and, will and also mars and also yeah. mars will be and will be engulfed it is that big. yes it's that huge okay <clears throat> and we are calling it jeshtha it is the older one the elder one yeah, yeah. and it also it's almost at its end of life yeah can you see yeah that is in that way they have always discussed about these nakshatras okay and it it yeah as as you are saying it's very old okay yeah. and one one person in history who was born in jeshtha was yudhishthir in mahabharata yeah. yeah is he known for what is he known for the elder he is the eldest he is the eldest yes. of all pandavas and yeah everybody went to and the koravas as well and the koravas as well yeah so you are correct jeshtha people they always are at the forefront or the top of the ladder yeah. in terms of either yeah. seniority or in terms of their age or in terms of their knowledge whatever it is they will hold a very prominent position position and it yes. is so beautifully designed it is so beautifully explained in one word jeshtha Yes, the sir. only thing is Jeshtha. that people need to understand that what does jeshtha mean and what does the asterism actually represent you will be able to get a lot of more insights on that which is fantastic yes yes so before we we move on to the next topic we also have rohini nakshatram right so yes. our sages describe the story of rohini <clears throat> like mm. like moon has 20 27 vibes mm. okay but moon would spend most of his time with rohini correct yeah so there's a story and and if you if you look at uh, an astronomical formation there is called there is a term called lunar occultation of aldebaran yeah this is actually what our sages are implying <clears throat> about moon spending most of the time with rohini correct now uh, do we explain this or we ask our listeners and viewers to actually do some research uh, yeah. on this particular aspect you know the lunar uh, we can actually write it down. Yeah. yeah 
so we can actually write it down and uh, people can look at it or you know just go ahead and uh, search it more on google and everywhere you will see it's yes. so interesting and you will understand why our sages have said it already so many thousand years back yes and then it how did they even figure out without all these major telescopes man yeah, i exactly. i still don't understand i me too i don't understand how but i'm sure there were means and methods and some something would have been there but uh, yeah. it is not easy uh, to just make stories yes, unless and unless you know something the only difference yeah. is that our sages were so intelligent they used to put everything in the form of a story which everybody can understand true rather than talking about the technical aspects wherein people won't be able to understand because they use this knowledge for the betterment of the society and betterment of everybody right that's why it is yeah, jyotish exactly. right exactly yeah yeah go ahead deepak this is very interesting yeah so research has been going on all different 27 asterisms of course there is abhijit and extra nakshatra We, we, we that we consider, but we'll get to that in subsequent episodes about the twenty. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. So apart from these nakshatras, in our celestial bodies, there are other aspects which have a profound effect effect on us. Do you want yes. to discuss more on that? Oh, we should because see, yeah. what happens is we have spoken about nakshatras. Nakshatras are the base yeah. of the entire we of the entire machine, right? but above nakshatras there are other aspects which everybody needs to know yeah we have our rashis we have our houses we have the houses are there because of the earth's rotation then you have the celestial bodies themselves who keep on moving and events keep on happening and you have mathematical points which are non which the points which don't have mass the points which don't have mass and those are also very very important in our astrological predictions and everything right we should discuss yes. about that let's do it yeah so the other celestial objects that have an impact on us is you know as you just mentioned hura what what is exactly hura it kabir it will be great if you can throw some light on what hura is yes i am i am just coming to the hura before that we would really want to talk about um our one and only satellite moon yeah because you mentioned rohini right and uh, yeah. and moon is moon stays in rohini the most got it yeah and yeah. because and does it means that rohini is the favorite queen of moon yeah it's as simple favorite as wife. Yes, favorite yes. wife yeah now the bet, the bigger aspect to this is look at moon from the aspect of a celestial object and yeah. look at moon what it does to us moon controls water we are earth is majorly water our body is majorly water so there is a huge yes. impact of moon on us and moon is thus called the mind or the reflection of our thoughts yeah. hence the manokaraka hence the manokaraka where you get it now the bigger aspect is if you look at moon the speed of the moon it is like 15 days it is up 15 days like 15 days you see a full moon 15 after 15 days you don't see a moon right yeah. and the speed of the moon is the fastest amongst all the celestial bodies which we consider in astrology yeah here moon travels 
twelve degrees a day. Right. That is the speed of the moon. And if we yeah. actually do our calculation, it touches all the twenty-seven nakshatras in a month. Correct. Now this is exactly what was told by our sages in a different story format that yeah. the moon used to go to all the twenty-seven wives, but yeah. stayed maximum with Rohini. And that is exactly the fundamental which you are talking about, which our viewers yeah. and listeners should do some research on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> the moon is traveling to all twenty-seven nakshatras in a month. Now we have yeah. our every day, in like a day will start, a day will end, a day will start, a day will end. Got it? Now every day when it starts, specific power in it. and yeah. there is a concept called as hora which i am not going to talk about in detail now because we are going to cover that in the other aspects when we are discussing more it requires a much more deeper discussion but right now if we look at it from a broad perspective there are different horas in a day every day yeah. a different hora starts and yeah. the cycle ends after 7 days and then again it starts from the same one and this is because of this why our days are named as they are so yeah. the in english we have our days as sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday and saturday very good no problem look at it how our sages connoted these days ravivar that is sunday ravi means sun that means the sun hora is the most powerful on that day yeah mang uh, somvar is moon Uh, sorry monday som yeah. is moon and yeah. moon's power is the most uh, powerful in that day moon sora yes then you have mangalvar that is mangal mangal means mars mars sora is the most powerful budhvar budh means mercury mercury, mercury. that is wednesday mercury sora is most powerful thursday is brahaspatiwar or guruvar right yeah. raspati and guru are the names of jupiter jupiter's hora most powerful and then you have friday friday is shukravar so shukra is venus and then you have venus out there so venus hora is the strongest and the last one is your saturday shaniwar shaniwar now shani yeah. we don't need to explain everybody knows what is shani shani day right saturn so saturn Saturn Hora is the strongest, and look at it. Seven days, seven celestial bodies which have Mars. They have their strongest Hora. None of the days are attributed to any celestial point which does not have Mars, or is it? It is a mathematical point. Yes, that That's was the geniusness of the science of these guys when they actually terminal, you know, put in the terminology and the science behind it. yeah it is just fantastic sure. yeah so so one interesting point you made you know just before discussing the concept of hora right you talked about moon moving 12 degrees every day yeah so that is actually the concept of tithis exactly of tithi. yeah so, so we have our days seven days a week but now look at it from the aspect of the detail which these guys have done that there are 12 degree movements of a moon in a day and there will be x number of tithis so which you can throw more light on yeah, yeah. so we have 
14 tithis, right? Yeah. Right. So the concept of tithi is it is actually <clears throat> derived from the angle between Earth, Moon, and the Sun. The reference angle between the Earth and Sun and the Moon. So take the example of Amavasya, right? Which is a new moon day. The moon is yeah. not visible. Yeah. It's a straightforward science concept that the moon is exactly between the earth and the sun, right? So it is zero degrees. It is not visible. And exactly opposite earth in between moon and sun, it is full moon day or Purnamashi, right? It is 180 degrees here, right? It's Correct. right on the opposite. Yeah. So if it moves 12 degrees, like every day, right? So from Pratipada, okay? Pratipada, again, 12, 12 degrees, right? Every single Correct. day it moves. And 14, after 14 days, it comes into Poonmashi, right? This is degree. the 180 degrees, right? This is the waxing moon. Correct. Right? And the exact opposite, like moon coming from the full moon day to the new moon day, right? Poonmashi to Amavasya. Amavasya is the concept of waning moon. Correct. Waxing moon it's called Shukla Paksha. Right. Waning moon is called Krishna Paksha. Shukla Correct. means fair. Correct. Krishna means dark. Dark. Right. The concept of waxing moon and the concept of waning moon. And right? these are so important things when you start looking at the signs and the charts and understanding the things. If you have a yeah. clarity behind why it's happening, it becomes very easy for you to grasp other things. Yes. So based on what Tithi a person was born in, a lot of things are described about that person. Correct. And there is a particular path that person will take, a particular yes. destiny a person will have when we look yes. at that Tithi. Very true. Yes. Yeah. So a small example is that there is a Tithi Lord for every Tithi, right? Yeah. Based on the Tithi Lord, the kind of relationships a person goes through in life is the right. Right? Exactly. We will get... And we will talk about this later in the other yeah. episodes when we are actually talking about tithis and specific things. We will talk about this. But uh, yeah. our viewers and listeners should be not, not only able to understand, but they should know that these things are coming. Yes, right? yes. Correct. Because uh, we have a lot of things planned and a lot of things are coming up. So we will certainly make sure that our viewers get the best of uh, not only the knowledge, but best of the practicality behind all these things. We will talk about this yes. later. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, so now, yeah, see, apart from you, you have you have spoken about full moon, you have spoken about new moon. Yeah. Got it. And moon is a celestial body, which is actually a satellite, but it is actually a celestial body, which impacts us. It impacts us. Right. Yeah. Now, this also means that what we term as planets, the seven yeah. celestial bodies which have mass and two celestial mm -hmm. bodies which don't have mass, they are mathematical points. Right. But yeah. there are amongst those seven, we have two which we do not consider as planets in our definition, in our today's definition. One is the sun mm -hmm. and one is the moon. One is a star, one is a satellite. Right. Can we throw some light on this? But why would this happen? Why would they take this and term everything as together? And what do they mean by that? What that term means? 
Yeah. So we often get confused between what a planet and what a graha is. Right? Graha Our sages found it as graha, right? Our graha. sages they never, found it as graha. They never said yeah. planets. Right? Yes. Yeah. In astronomy, they are planets. They are yeah. planets. Right? So graha, the word, is derived from a term called grihnati. Right? Correct. Which actually means something that can seize or capture. Yeah. Right? So out of all the celestial objects, okay, the object that seizes and hence has an influencing effect on us are grahas. Right? So these are the celestial objects which will actually impact our lives. Yes. In one simple line. And thus yeah. a star a satellite, five planet, uh, five celestial bodies which have mass, and two mathematical points comprise of everything which our sages calculated, which are very important for us and our lives. This is amazing. At the same time, the word planet, okay, it in Greek it actually means a wanderer. Yeah. So what they are referring to is planet is an object which revolves around the sun. So Always and planets in this. Yes. Always, Always in motion. Yes. That is the difference. Right? And, so now that we have discussed, discussed grahas if, here. And if you look at it, if you look at it, a planet is a celestial object which has a constant motion. Got it? Yeah. On the other hand, a graha is a celestial object which actually has an impact on us. Yes. All these nine celestial bodies and mathematical points, they are always in constant motion. Thus, yes. we can certainly say that this is a planet. But yes. what happens is, since our childhood, we have understood planets as planets. Which is there yeah. on which the, you can land the planets in the solar system yeah. and the solar system. Thus, the yeah. difference of thought process comes in. And when we yeah. term Rahu and Ketu or North Node and South Node and a sun and a moon together in this entire journey, we start under we start questioning that, oh my god, if a planet is like that, then how are we terming it as planet? Because the definition of a planet is not that definition which we think from our childhood. Yeah. The definition yeah. is something which keeps uh -huh. on wandering. Yes. We are talking superb. about the grahas here. Yeah. So this is yeah. superb. Superb. I think our viewers and listeners would have had a revelation in the last five minutes. Because yeah, this yeah. is extremely interesting. Yeah. It is, it Go is. ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. We have discussed about moon being the monokaraka, right? The kind of impact that it has. So the next most important graha that we can discuss today is sun obviously right? yeah the life given it is the jivkaraka the jivkaraka yeah, life given there is no life without sun sun represents the life and also the soul yeah right so in sanskrit right it's 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 surya surya it is the jivkaraka and it's also the arogya karaka correct yeah sun is also called arkaha mm. It's it's Arka is a very famous Bengali name. It's a very common Bengali name in yeah Bengali households. Yeah, true. Yeah, so true. it actually means Arka. So Arka is also 
the representation of a butterfly milkweed yeah it's it's a it's a flower our viewers can actually google what it is so radha saptami has just passed like this week right a mm. few days ago it radha saptami is the birth day of lord sun and also mm. scientifically it is the day that actually sun picks up some momentum in the trayan okay so on that day there is a sun remedy that people follow people used to follow rather correct people used to take the arka leaves and take bath with them correct yeah so that people can prepare for the heat that follows in summer coming summer true yeah very true this way it is totally scientific because arka leaves have that they have that quality yes so it is yeah. totally scientific it is nothing like i think arka is good let us use it it doesn't follow like that there is there is a reason yeah. behind yeah. yeah right so at the same time sun in our stones is represented by ruby correct ruby because according to our solid state mechanics if a ruby is energized it actually emits emits rays just like the sun rays a, a mini version of sun rays exactly that is Which why if you want to those particular frequency and the properties of those sun rays yes right exactly so if people want to improve their sun that is why wearing a ruby is yeah and prescribe so right. deepak here i am going to pitch in and uh, speak about one small thing so as you mentioned improving the sun got it so our yeah. viewers and listeners i think this is the correct time to tell them that what does this improving the sun mean got it see what happens is when our body is made from panchbhut or the five elements all these five elements have are governed by all the celestial bodies which have impacts on us now there will be some imbalance of elements or the proportioning of elements in our body and thus those particular deficiencies are what we described as sun is weak or moon is strong or mars is weak or mercury is strong yeah now when something that balance in the body we need to maintain that balance and when we talk about a ruby emitting sun type of rays so our sages have found out that if you use ruby if you actually put it on your body in either the form of a ring or something 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 the rays itself when they enter the body over a period of time it actually keeps on improving the balance of that element which sun actually impacts in your body so does you better your sun and that is what is meant by bettering the sun and not that you put sun in your body so that is how the entire difference goes it's important that our viewers and listeners understand this concept because later on we are going to discuss a lot of things anyway yeah sure yeah yeah thanks kapil and also uh sun right it represents the spinal cord in the body yes yeah so and what is the best way to keep your spinal cord healthy it is the surya namaskar surya namaskar 
Yeah. And look, look how everything is related here. Like okay. we started with astronomy, like different celestial objects, and we all mapped everything to coming down till Surya Namaskar here. And one more interesting point. Yeah. Sun, we all know about photosynthesis. Right? I don't think we need to go in detail about it. True. Right? <clears throat> yeah. We eat, you know, all fruits and vegetables which get the prana out of sun. Yeah. Those are actually what gives us the energy in the body. Very true. Which is actually given by the sun. And these days we are actually listening to a very common problem of deficiency in vitamin D. Vitamin D and vitamin from vitamin D you will have deficiency of B12. From B12 yeah. you will have another deficiency. So vitamin D is your main and that vitamin D comes from sun. sun. All doctors prescribe you to go and walk, have a uh, sun bath or walk in the sun. Be in the sun for as yeah. much as you can when you have a vitamin yes. D deficiency. As simple yes. as that. So yeah. nothing is there in the air. Everything is scientific, logical, interrelated, explained extremely well in our Vedas and this entire divine science written by our sages. Only thing yes. is that we need to go in and actually try to understand. it. If you understand, a mm -hmm. lot of things will be much more clear. Yeah. That, that's brilliant, right? So I mean, our sages gave us in, in terms of stories, mythological yeah. stories, right? I mean, at the way, the way of encrypting all these statements, all, statements. all verses, it gives, it un, unveils a lot of new knowledge. Right. Exactly. A lot of and secrets, hidden secrets. Hidden secrets. And we are calling it as hidden secrets because we don't know. Yeah, For them, it was all evident and that's how they have framed the ways of life. They tell yes. you to wake up in the morning, go for a morning walk. Yeah. Right. Don't get angry. Anger does not solve problems. Yeah. And we are going to anyways talk about a lot of these things in the next episodes. I'm not going to, you know, keep on talking about it right now because those are the things which are coming up. But example, take Tulsi for an example. Every You'd search the word Tulsi in Google and you will see that the photosynthesis is of a special type. And because of that, the Tulsi plant can give oxygen for 20 hours in a day. Yeah. Thus, it is always recommended, please have a Tulsi at home. Ensure that you yes. water it properly. The bigger the tulsi, the better it is for you because it's yeah. giving you oxygen for the entire 20 hours in a day. Yeah. Like that, there are so many things, obviously. The thing which I told you before also, that our sages were very, very intelligent to not talk about the technical aspects because everybody could not understand it. They yeah. put it in the form of stories. They stories. put it in the form of uh, way of life, mantras. And they gave it to us. It's totally up to us how we want to take the benefit from them. Yes, that's correct. So, like we discussed about uh, mantras, right? So, it is ultimately money, mantra, or oshadha. Correct. For each particular graha, as we were discussing about the negative or positive effects. Yeah. This is a way prescribed by our sages. To actually improve everything in our body. Mani, Mantra, or Oshata. Correct. And we are going to talk about this in detail in the later stages when we are actually talking about the Grahas themselves. Yes. Right? Yeah. Which is good. I think our today's session, in today's session, our viewers would have and listeners would have got a bit more um, yeah. 
awareness of what we tried to start from the previous session because this awareness is extremely important to go ahead and grasp what we are going to tell everybody right we are not going to give any gyan we are going to give you practical examples practical things so that you understand and appreciate and use this particular knowledge and science for your own benefit it's as simple as that yes this is great anything else we want to cover today because i don't want to uh, you know overburden uh, our viewers and our listeners with <laughs> a lot of things yeah. because there are very important facts which you have dis- uh, spoken about deepak and in our discussion few more important facts came out which if anybody listens to and start thinking they will start thinking a bit differently from today yeah absolutely so we want to i think we, i we think we can we can i think we can stop here and probably continue in subsequent episodes if if viewers like to know something in detail they could drop in a comment so that we can discuss in detail in the next next episode exactly exactly you know the comments are there you can put your comments here but before moving forward uh or ending the session i would really want to tell one thing to everybody that in the next session we are so today we told you that why this divine science is a science because it has logic it has explanation and everything is interrelated but next time we are also going to tell you that why this science is actually not only a science it is an art because you log you need logic there too but there is another sense of things which you require to actually get the most out of it so that will be another interesting discussion next week when we are going to have it for now we will end the session uh the request to all viewers and all the listeners is that if you have any questions comments please do write in the comments uh we have our website where you can go there www.edu-astro.com it's coming on the screen too and uh, you can email us at contact@edu-astro.com for any queries for any consultations for any courses or any ways of improving lives which you want to and at the same time uh please do subscribe to our channel youtube channel our blog um visit our website and uh, there is no dearth of uh, you know social media ways in which you can reach to us you can reach to us by facebook or instagram also at the same point of time right so it was a fantastic discussion deepak today and really things have started coming out i'm very confident that from the next session onwards when we start the art and then we move into the other technical and the most important practical aspects of this science we are going to yeah. uh, you know ignite a lot of uh, fuel or questions from our viewers and we'll see a lot of participation or whatever we call it but we are really looking forward to that entire journey absolutely kabir i'm looking forward to all of that super great thanks a lot deepak and um, with that bye bye see you next week and thank you all for listening in and uh, we are in the video please do like share and subscribe that's a very big motivator for us thank you everyone thank, thank you kabir see you soon thank you bye bye